Hi, Beth. Hi, Tyler. Uh, we're back. This is number four. Is it already four? This wow, is yeah. Opposites Refract number four on the Your Buddy T-Gob podcast feed. Um, just to clue people in that might be hopping on now mm-hmm. instead of the beginning. Mm-hmm. You and I are lovers. Yes. <laughs> you I love know. saying that. <laughs> this is my lover, Beth. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that brings me so much joy. It does. And that's all that really matters. It's true. Um, no explanation needed. But we are. And we're quickly becoming more and more entangled mm-hmm. yeah. as a couple. And uh, we have really wonderful conversations, mm-hmm. I think, in private. And we wanted to... But we're also different. Mm. We're very different. Yeah. You're a scientist. For much of your life, you've been much more private mm. and quieter, and mm-hmm. you're exploring that a little bit, coming out of that in some ways. And it, and I've always been a little louder, more public. Um, I'm an artist. I'm, uh, yeah, and and in some ways, I'm kind of turning in on that, mm-hmm. trying to harness silence more, mm-hmm. be, practicing mindfulness more. So um, we are both different and we're also both turning towards each other in some mm-hmm. interesting ways yeah. um and so we thought it'd be nice to uh model that or show that a little and see um for our friends and other people who are interested in listening uh to see an example of a relationship that's really candid and yeah um asking some questions and finding some common ground and mm-hmm. Uh, celebrating each other's differences and all that mm, good stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm having a really good time doing it. Um, Me too. Yeah, you are as well. And, uh, and there are some folks who have been listening who seem to enjoy it, and I think that's nice. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for being here. Yeah. So that's what we're doing here. So let's go ahead and um, start with our common ground. Mm. Um, and we decided to go with disc golf today. Yes. Um, if you... If anyone knows me at all, they know that I play disc golf and that <laughs> I love it and I'm addicted and I have been for a long time. And you are learning. I am. You're teaching me, which is I'm teaching you. fabulous and much appreciated. And is a really great test of a relationship. I was thinking about this today. <laughs> we were playing and we were having trou- trouble getting on the same page. Yeah. You were frustrated with yourself and mm-hmm. I was feeling self-conscious about my teaching mm-hmm. and and we were, and it was windy, and we took our dog, or my dog Jenny, and she rolled in poop, <laughs> so and so here, and and I lost the disc, and so here we are in this kind of, and we're trying to like, how do we practice being kind to each other? How mm-hmm. do we, how how do we move on to, from this? How do we mm-hmm. uh, enjoy, make the most of this? You know, and we did, and I think we really did, and and so it's been a really great practice in learning how to be vulnerable with each other. That's a really great way of putting it because, and I just as you're saying this, I'm like, that's brilliant because it is. It's um, it kind of takes us in our at least me in one of my least comfortable states, which is not knowing something. Like, yes, I love to be in control, to pick up on mm-hmm. something very easily, and just yeah, run with it. So the fact that I am not automatically in the uh, uh, disc golf pros. Yes. In like six months is really disappointing in my head, honestly. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, well, it hasn't been six months. It's, That's true. You've only been playing for a, co- a few weeks. So, yeah. Uh, if that. Um, but we forget. We were, we were having dinner with your parents, and I, and I was talking about how we forget mm. as adults how hard it is to learn stuff, mm-hmm. especially when we don't have a mushy brain anymore, mm-hmm. right? We don't have those mushy brains as being a kid where things just kind of osmosisly get... Put yeah. in and you're just figuring out your body and you're expected to be kind of bad at this and mm. uh but yeah we, we just haven't been bad at stuff in a while um is that what you would say is, has been the most challenging so far is is dealing with the frustration of learning slower than you would like yeah i think it's the frustration of learning i don't know if it's necessarily slower yeah. But usually I can at least conceptualize or kind of catch on. Yes. Like even if I can't execute it, I can at least be like, okay, this makes sense that I do this. And for whatever reason, you are so great about having me adjust which way I'm standing because I would swear I'm aiming exactly where yeah. I need to. 
And you're like, yeah, no, like 30 degrees this way. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, it's one of those things where you're just adding in all these different elements. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying really hard to just be like, find your line, mm-hmm. find the dish you want to throw on that line. And that's pretty much, and like maybe like consider how you want to throw the dish. Like you want to throw it nose down, a little hyzer, like those different ways. But mostly, yeah, we're not going to, we're, we're, I'm not interested in like keep like getting like five levels in, right? Mm-hmm. Layers in. Because it's not useful. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. When we're learning things, especially as adults, we just we we just expect like I'm a fully capable adult. Why can't I just do this? <laughs> right? Why did I just throw that way over here? Yeah. And am I not in control of my? So you have these like existential crises, right? Where you're like, am I not in control of my own body? Um, More like I feel like I'm entering my puberty again because I'm just like gangly and I'm coordinated. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's and uh, I. And I was thinking about that because I don't remember having that feeling. And it's been a long time. So I've yeah. been playing low background me uh, with the disc golf. Is, uh, I learned in Ju- I played my first round in July of twenty or of two thousand nine. Mm. Yes, July of two thousand nine. Um, I love that you can be that specific. Uh, I I well, one of the reasons I can remember is because uh, so what happened was. I had a professor, Sean Lovelace, who's a creative writing professor, wonderful creative writing professor at Ball State, and he would always talk about it, and I took a summer class with him, and he took off for a tournament. He took, he canceled class to play in a tournament. That's amazing. And he had to go out of state to play in this tournament, and um, and I was just always so curious about it, and he told me some stuff, and then I found a friend that I had for the through the tennis club who played Jaron. And Jaron and I, Jaron took me out for my first round. And one of the reasons I can remember my first round so clearly was because I met this guy named Corey Brown, who's one of my personal disc golf heroes here in, in the area. And he's like, he's an amazing, interesting dude, really into mindfulness and yoga and all that stuff and has been for a long time. Um, like one time he was trying to tell me, and he's just like, he was telling me something about like imagining each finger leaving the disc as you throw it. And I'm like, that is, back then I was like, what? Now I can kind of get there. But he's just very fascinating, very mindful, very interesting guy, Corey. And so that first round, Jared and I are playing, and halfway through, we run into Corey, and he plays with us. That's and on the cool. last hole at Muncie, uh, he gets a hole-in-one. He, he gets an ace. Oh, and wow. so my first round, I see an ace. That's really And I'm cool. just like, what is this? Like, this is, does that happen all the time? <laughs> like, what is going on, you know? And then, of course, it took me, like, eight years to get my first ace. <laughs> but, um, but... You, yeah, and so, so I have that, but I, I was bad, man, I was bad for, I'm not kidding, for like five years, I'm still not great, I always say that, uh, I'm seriously casual, <laughs> um, like, I'm really into it, mm-hmm. but I'm still pretty, like, having fun, goofing, like, yeah. not really worried about scores, and like, I just want to do a good job, and just, and like, have fun, and not bug anyone, you know, that kind of stuff, I, you know. Um, so I never really worried about that. Like, um, I just love, for some reason that just never, I mean, it just must be a part of me. Like, I wonder if it's because I've always been kind of bad at a lot of things. I'm not, I'm okay at most things. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at almost anything. That's how I feel. And like, that's okay. That's just who I am. Um, so, um, yeah, so interesting to, so it's interesting teaching people and, watching them well and also the last person i taught was my friend josh mm. who is like one of the chillest people in the world mm-hmm. so he's he might be getting fried i just could never tell he's mm-hmm. just so chill yeah so and has a different perspective on a lot of things so he wasn't having a lot and so um learning how to support you in that frustration and then also support you learning this new thing yeah simultaneously has been a really good lesson um one lover to another. <laughs> um, it's very much appreciated, and you do it. You're very patient, and I—that's probably one of the greatest things you can be. So, thank well, you. thank you. So, so what is it about disc golf that's? Would you say you're hooked? Is that a what? That's a very much of my dad. He always <laughs> said, "You're hooked on that, aren't you?" You know. Uh, but would you say you're hooked? I think because I'm willing to play on my own, I would say yes. 
Like, if it were something yeah. where I just am like, okay, it's fun to do with friends, it's a social thing, but, yeah. like... You sent me a picture one day of you throwing out in the field, uh-huh. and you had taken the effort to go out in the field and and throw on your own, and I was like, oh, this is... Yeah. This must mean that the... Because I, I was under the impression that you were doing it to uh, humor me. Oh, no. Into just... Which is fine, you know? Yeah. Most of uh, my partners in the past have done that, where they're like, you know, my ex-wife was like, I'll play once a month. And yeah. so we would, like, go camping and we'd play, yeah. right? Or it would be like, let's go to a brewery and go play. Mm-hmm. Like, we would do, like, something like that. We'd make it, like, a date, a date or something. Night, yeah. yeah, but um, you seem interested in, like, let's go out there and, like, learn and, like, practice. And, like, yeah. Uh, so what, what do you think has got you hooked? I think it's the challenge. It's a big part the of challenge. It. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I love, I used to play Frisbee with my dog. Um, he was mm-hmm. an Australian Shepherd, and he, like, you would chuck that thing, and he would catch it midair, like mid-flip, and That's it was awesome. so fun. So I love throwing, and so in my naivete, I believe I could do the same thing for disc golf, and you decidedly cannot. That it's not the same thing at all. So, but um, you are a good putter, and you're good at, like, upshots with a putter, which are very or the discs that are most similar to a Frisbee and also a shot that's pretty similar to Yeah. Frisbee, right? Because I always tell people, you know, like with putting, just pretend you're throwing it to me. Mm-hmm. Like pretend not the basket's me and you're just throwing it to me. You're trying mm-hmm. to get me to catch it right here in my midsection. Mm-hmm. That's the chains. And and you have that down, but I think probably from those tosses with, Mac, with Mac. I hadn't thought of that, so, but yeah, that's a really good point. Um, Yeah. So yeah. And it's just fun. I love that it's in the woods because one of my favorite things to do is hike and just be out in the woods. So yeah. I love that so many courses are in nature yeah. and they make it a part of the course. Yeah. Like you hit, I, I, mean, I don't even want to admit how many trees I've hit. So <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I love that it's an outdoor sport. It's not in a gym. Not uh-huh. that that's bad or like, yeah, there's yeah. great courts, but yeah, it's it feels more a part of the world and part of nature. Yeah, it was big for me in that way too because... I always loved the idea of hiking, mm-hmm. but back then, especially before I cultivated mindfulness and when I was sick mm-hmm. and my thoughts were very disordered, just walking in the woods was kind of stressful because mm-hmm. ha- I have a lot going on in, at the time, yeah. and I didn't have the skills to hamper it. So mm-hmm. disc golf was a really good distraction while still being in the woods, okay, yeah. and it was social yeah. and like... Like hiking with buddies, but you also got to like do like do something and you yeah, have some like, some sort of score and there's something like there's it just feels more structured. Yeah, that's like a great hiking at any point, I feel like I could wander in the woods and never be seen again. <laughs> you know, like but like this cup is just kind of I'm gonna make it to hole eighteen. Like I know I'm going to right and hole eighteen's by my car and I'm ready to go yeah. home. Hiking, I'm like, well, what if I get off a trail? You know, like like you know um, that kind of thing. So. Um, so what you're telling me is that I need to be leading the hikes when we go hiking this weekend. Yes. Okay. I'm a, I'm a wonder. I'm a wonderer. Um, yes. Well, cool. I'm so thankful you're playing disc golf. I'm so uh, thankful um, to be getting, yeah, to getting to hone those skills of teaching mm-hmm. something to you, to, to my gal pal. Like, um, I... I think that's a, a struggle a lot of people have. I see other relationships in my life, like like my parents, for instance, who have, are married still and love each other and are very sweet to each other, but have a hard time doing projects together. Have a hard time. Mm. Have a hard time doing stuff together in in like in possibly stressful environments where things like frustration, where things like lost materials or things like you know like, these are th- these are things yeah. right dogs rolling in poop like yeah. these are stressors and so if you can't cope with that then it, the, so i to me it also kind of feels like practice for our relationship yeah as well. i like that description so i like that so great um and that leads us to our science lesson with beth science so you were lesson. you were uh mulling over many things but yeah. they all kind of came back to the realm of cooking. Yes. So what did you want to talk about today? Well, I just uh, wanted to talk about mostly the book, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, which... Um, by? Oh, by Samin Nusrat. 
Um, it's also a um, a mini series on Netflix, and yeah. she's adorable. Like, I just want to go be her friend and hang out yes. at her house and help her cook. Um, but she makes it very accessible in that you take these four elements: salt, fat, acid, and heat, and that basically makes any dish complete, which is mm. cool. And so there's a lot that. Um, and then I love. I actually had a professor in college who um, is an organic chemistry professor, but she loves food chemistry, and so. Um, I just love the idea of, uh, I remember learning about the Maillard reaction as an organic chemist versus learning about it on a cooking show, and that's how you brown meat. Like, that's what makes those flavors okay. come out. And so it's really fun to see, like, those reactions that I learned about in biochem also come true in real-world practical things. Right. Um, I was, as you were going through that, and I was thinking, as you were coming up with that, um, I was thinking about, is... The kitchen was the kitchen for you, the your first lab. That's a really good question. I honestly I didn't cook much when I was little. But and like, with your mom cooked. Baking, I would say honestly, baking, baking is more baking. Um, and I didn't realize it then, but now um, it's been fun, kind of understanding. Okay, this is why you need buttermilk and baking soda as a paired or baking powder as opposed to baking soda, and like what those difference of chemical reactions. Yeah, but because a lot of the elements and a lot of the um, procedures are similar, like mm -hmm. the like you do things in steps, mm -hmm. right? Like a recipe versus yeah a science experiment. Yes, you have right. to follow those. And and if you do these things in this order, it should come out in this <laughs> way, right? Yeah, and it's the same way in science, right? Yeah. That's what we like about science is that like if you mix these things together in this order yeah. under this pressure. You get this. this. Yeah. And and that's so I wonder, yeah, if we I was thinking about that, like the kitchen as an early lab mm. for kids. Yeah. Which is that's a great idea to involve your kids and get them excited about even school or kind of sciencey yeah. stuff. Just yeah, start baking cookies. Yeah. Because you know, like home ec was always like separate. It yeah. was like it wasn't but it's like, why isn't this in the science department? It <laughs> you totally know, like could this be. is for sure. Um, so I thought that was interesting. But uh, sorry, was, was there other things? Yeah, w with that. Um, no, I, I I think I just wanted to highlight that and just yeah. talk about the different ways. Um, the one that surprised me the most was acid and like adding you know lemon juice or vinegar and how that changes what you can taste in a a dish. Yeah. Um, and even today I was looking at a different cookbook and um, I love. I actually just planted my Roman tomatoes today to grow. Um, and I love making tomato sauce for, like, spaghetti. Yeah. Um, but usually I cut out all the insides and the, um, the it's not pit, but whatever those little, like, um, side panels are um, to make it less juicy, to kind of, like, make it less, um, uh -huh. yeah, watery. And it turns out those actually have the pectin in it, and that's where all the flavor and stuff resides. Okay. So you take that out, you lose a lot of that flavor. And I guess tomatoes are known for that, what's it called, umami, where it's that, um, very depth of taste, like in Parmesan and in mushrooms and um, I think soy sauce, things like that. So. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. That that's fascinating. I love that. I yeah, I remember you showing me that that documentary on on Netflix mm -hmm. and being uh, yeah. I just really like the way uh, that you use science to explain cooking mm. but then what i thought was really interesting because you'd mentioned the the beautiful drawings in that book as well mm -hmm. and the and the documentary is well shot too and it's interesting there's beautiful like just like like flames or mm -hmm. like pictures of or like videos of flames and stuff like that yeah. there's this real artsy vibe and so i was also thinking about cooking as like is it science here i go being dualistic is it science or is it art mm. and and then I was like, oh, wait, it, come on, Tyler, not, it doesn't have to be dualistic. <laughs> no. It, I think it's science in the, in the sense of, like, the basics, mm -hmm. and then the art, like, the next level. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, there, you know, we talk about in art sometimes where, like, we did this with poetry, learning poetry, where they're, like, read the classics, learn the forms, learn all the, and then use all that to get wild. Mm -hmm. Know the rules before you break the rules. Mm. And I feel like that's kind of, if you know the science of, if yeah. you know this stuff about umami, <laughs> and like if you know this stuff, yeah. 
if you know this these things, then you can get creative with it. You can get weird with it. You can get yeah. interesting with it. Um, so do you have any thoughts on that? Did that make you think of anything? Like, Yeah, I love that description. And I ha- like I kind of see them as, I guess, yeah, for so long you think of art and science as opposed, yes. um, which it doesn't need to be and probably shouldn't be. Um, but I was thinking about other ones, like even physics and like understanding how light refracts throughout the right to bring a rainbow, but it brings this beautiful piece of nature. Or uh, even there's this really cool science experiment at the IMA where they're restoring old paintings. And so they use these um, techniques that you use in a chemistry lab uh-huh. for understanding the pigments and like what colors are actually in there and how was it formed and mm-hmm. things like that. And then that allows them to recreate those pigments exactly as they were made. 200 years ago or whatever wow. and so yeah on a very literal level it's art but it's also yeah just beauty in general and I love yeah. that we can take science and sometimes you think about like before we understood what science was so you know back in 200 AD where yeah. they just look at the sky and they're like this is bright orange or ball that makes us warm yeah um but they found ways to describe that that often involves spirituality and art and That's this kind beautiful. of humanistic version. That's really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Because we want to separate it all mm-hmm. the time. Like, even my brain was just like, is it art or is it science? <laughs> yeah. It's just do I love you or do I hate you? <laughs> like, it's like, it's, this isn't how things work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great. Um, well, thank you for that. Uh, what's, we need to, we haven't, you've been buying those, like, some of those meal prep bags. Yeah. And so we haven't cooked like a meal, like a not one of those meals together yeah. for a while. That's true, yeah. So like we need to like bust out a cookbook and like That'd go to really the store fun. and get the, go to Fresh Time and get the ingredients yeah. and like make that like in science experiment it out, you know? That'd be really cool. You know? I Let's would love that. We gotta do that. Cool. Um, yeah. And so, so <laughs> for our <laughs> next one for our, that so question game that we do, um, we kind of came up. You like the, you found the one that I like too. That uh, if we had met as children, how well would we have gotten along? <laughs> Which I like that one because it's less creepy than if we had met as children, would we have like been lovers? Right. <laughs> you know, and especially because we have an age difference. Um, which we'll talk about in a sec. But, um, but I also thought, how would we get along? How would we have gotten along? So, what would, when you read that question, what what popped in your head? Well, I believe it's what I told you in that, like, if we'd been <laughs> kids, I would have been babysitting you most likely. <laughs> yeah, because we're <laughs> like six, six and a half months, so, or six years and six and a half uh, years. Is it six or five? It might be six. Right now we're... Now you know we're six years six, apart. Okay, so it's five and a half years. Yeah. We're five and a half years apart. Which, at this point, doesn't seem huge. But it's not when you're in your mid to late 30s. Yes. It's not, it's not a big deal. No. Uh, but it is strange if you were if you were 14 and I was 8 and a half. Oh, my gosh. That's just, uh, uh, yeah. so, so let's say we're, we're magically both meeting at, what, 12. Okay. We're, mm. But we're both 12. We're both yeah. our 12-year-old girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, or whatever you go eight, you can go fourteen, whatever. Any of those, yeah. Because um, the thing I kept thinking about was I was, and this probably had partly to do with the mental illness, okay. And and it also ha- had to do with some trauma that I experienced as a child, um, and I think it also had to do when and where I grew up, uh, mm-hmm. growing up in the nineties and in a small town in the Midwest is like very, you're a little behind. Mm. You know, like you're just a you're and so you're constantly trying to like oh, I'm finding out about this trend in in jeans six years later. <laughs> I want to try that out real quick before that fad runs out. You know, like so I was a phase person. My parents mm. will tell you I went through phase. I mean, I went through a phase where I collected and made and collected first aid kits. That's a weird thing to do. But I went through my skateboard phase. I went through a pet phase. I went through. So if you had met me on my Jesus freak phase, mm. I feel like we could have, because you were you were Jesus freaky, um, as <laughs> as a kid, and I I had about a year and a half of that, yeah. uh, like end of sixth grade through seventh grade. Okay, yeah, I, we my we could have we could have um, matched when my AOL handle was Jesus freak four six zero three six. 
Um, Mine was Spanish Mo 212. What does that even mean? Well, Spanish Mo is an inside joke um, from when Ash had a, a two birds. One was named Mo and one was named Elmo. And her mm-hmm. dad brilliantly revealed one day that one was Mo and one was Spanish Mo. Elmo. The Mo. Yeah, yeah, the Mo, right? And right. so, um, yeah, so that was that. And then 212 was a Bible verse, which is why it connects. Oh, yeah. there we go. And it all Roman. 46036 is just my zip code. <laughs> of the area um, <laughs> but but in general I feel like we wouldn't have liked each other a whole lot I wonder so I think I don't know that I would have known what to do with you because I like you said I'm very private and even back then I was even more private like yes. I was shut so I don't know that we would have had time to connect and like actually interact I think if we had time to interact it would have been good yeah, but I feel like I would have tried to feel you up at some point, and mm. you would have gotten mad and told mm. me to leave you alone. Mm. Especially if I was five and a half years younger than you. <laughs> yes, especially. <laughs> um, but so. So you're so you're thinking no. <laughs> uh, no. But then I, yeah. But then I'm yeah. The, but then I'm like you. Where I'm like, because I believe that. You get two people in a room that are compatible in some way that can find each other in that, like the way we found each other now. Yeah. We could have done it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I do wonder how that would have played out. I kept thinking about how that would have played out. Like, say we did become mm-hmm. friends when we were, you, there there was a possibility you would have moved to North Carolina mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. What if we would have met in that scenario where I'm down there visiting? Yeah. And somehow we ran into each other, and I visited my family, you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Or, and we had become friends for this long time, and and then in our thirties we decided to date. Yeah. And it, but I wonder, as friends and as lovers and whatever, uh, if two things about how we would have helped each other, if mm-hmm. if you, if I would have given you the same kind of big permission to explore yourself and be open mm-hmm. and to feel confident in, in trying things yeah. um, in the way you haven't necessarily felt, right? That's fair. Uh, yeah, definitely. And I wonder if you would have had that earlier or the, in the same way, mm. having known me earlier. Mm-hmm. And I also wonder how you would have handled and helped me with my breakdown and my, and mm. my mental health issues mm-hmm. um, in, this, in the way that you handle it well now knowing what you know and having lived longer and and just been through more things yeah. on your well, own and having my own mental health and having your own mental health struggles for sure um so i i wonder about those things and those are probably unanswerable questions yeah but, but uh it's fascinating to it think is. about um and sometimes i just want to i just want to see 12 year old Beth. Oh i just want to hi <laughs> i just want to say hi to you <laughs> i was i i mean i still am some days, but I was very it's awkward. There. It's awkward. No, the, but the 12-year-old Beth is there. Yeah, that's true. That's true, too. You're there. Yeah. It's all in there. The um, one who gets irrationally excited about, yeah, I don't know. What do I get irrationally excited about? Good throws at disco. I do. Well, I feel like those are warranted, like, especially with that. But you'll make, like, a good putt, and, you, yeah, you're like, I feel like this, I should sign my disc like this is an ace. Because <laughs> like, that's the closest I'm ever going to get. I was like, you just made a 25 foot putt. <laughs> <Shut> it. <laughs> you, you, it's wonderful. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Again, we're going very, we're going our <laughs> extremes. We're heading, we're, I'm saying you can't celebrate it at all. And you're saying I got to act like I just won the Super Bowl. Um, so we got to find that middle ground. Um, but no, I, for sure. Anything else about us as children? I want to meet you too. Like I want to meet young. Neil. Again, it's just when you met me. Yeah. That like there was the uh, weird summer when I was eleven when when I wore um, a leather vest with no shirt on under it. It's amazing. Because I really like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. It's just it's it's totally hit it like yeah like yeah. I was just, I was a million different people. I, I, I think I still am. I want to someone else often <laughs> no, still am. Still am. Um, 
For sure. So, speaking of which, I guess I, it's time for me to read a poem. Yes, please. So, I thought, I was thinking of, like, what poems, you know, uh, what poem to read. And I thought I'd read an older one that was from uh, my book before this most recent one, uh, which was called What is Who? And um, this was when I was really trying to figure out. I was diagnosed with dissociative identity disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really just trying. I was really confused about who I was and what that meant. And yeah. What is a person and what is a self? And and I explored that more in the newer book. But um, so one of the ways this book was a lot looking back at things that had happened. And, mm-hmm. and uh, this poem uh, is about my relationship with my cousin Matt. And when we were kids, um, and there's this very specific thing that happened um, that I remember so clearly. And it's like, I don't even know if he remembers it, but I remember he bought, he was so excited. He'd never been to the beach before. Mm. And he was so excited. He bought at one of those surf shops, he bought a hermit crab. And it came in the little thing with yeah. the little with the little, the little plastic thing with the handle and there's sand in it yeah. and there's like a rock for it to hide behind and all that stuff and you put a couple extra shells in there if it needs to change shells and all that stuff so he buys this little kit like 20 bucks or right, something, right? right and um he leaves it on the balcony oh, no. at night and it shrivels and dies Buddy. like because it's just it's in this like hot box like, yeah. <laughs> like in this plastic little container yeah and it's supposed to be inside and it and I remember it died, and, like, I don't even remember if he, I knew it. I, but for some reason, that image always comes back to me. And so I wrote a poem kind of off that and thinking about our journeys. And mm. um, What was funny about this, I really, in a lot of my poems, when I mention people, I change their names. Mm. For some reason, I didn't, I I never changed Matt's name. Really? I don't know if I feel like I, like, like because we're family, I'm allowed to or yeah, something. He yeah. might not like it. I don't know. I don't know if he's. I give him. I've given him the books, but I don't know if he reads them. But I don't know. He might not dig that. So Matt, if you listen to this, I'm sorry for using your actual name. I don't ever say anything bad about you. I love you. And, um, but yeah. So this is. I always thought that was interesting. But so this is from that. It's called What Is Ocean. I'm trying to remember the first time I felt the ocean, but can only recall my cousin Matt's first time seeing the ocean. It was dark. His family had just arrived from Indiana. We had beat them there in our parallel minivan. Thanks to my dad and his good driving. He is a semi-truck driver. And thanks to my bladder, how precise and hollow it can remain. Matt was wearing his shirt with a collar and awful loafers as he always remained prepared to go to church or his Nana's house. Of my first time, all I remember is I did not like how light fiddled with the waves. But that glimpse only stays for a moment, then it is back to Matt, how later he liked the stingray, and how the stingray squealed a single solar system of bubbles after I rubbed its back, the only of my party to muster the guts. Then, like now, I can be oblivious, or I can be courageous, my body covered in jellyfish stings, and the scars they leave, but not for too long. Like kelp, Matt and I were mid-cooked, still figuring out how to be these creatures we found ourselves inside, not often of tender feelings, except in that sound of sand being licked by another wave, or a cousin crying when he left his hermit crab sanctuary on the porch all night and day, only to return to what is now shriveled. Doubt, the strongest gift ever given to a soul skimboarding in a body at the start of the tide. Like a footprint on the beach, Matt and I do not often say goodbye. We do, in fact, live our crummy lives apart. So, um, yeah, for some reason I thought that poem today, so. It was beautiful. Well, thank you. So, can I ask you a question about poetry real fast? Yeah, yeah, ask me a question, for sure. So, that one, like, I feel like in other poems you've done this, but in that one, specific, it was a very specific moment in a way, and like you brought in other pieces, but would you say that like, 
poetry's mate, it doesn't even have to be the angle, but is a goal of poetry to bring about a certain feeling, about a certain memory, about conveying how a memory felt? Like, does that make sense at all? Yeah. You know, I've heard it been described as it's creating a new experience out of another experience. Mm. So I have this experience with Matt when I was a kid. And now you and I are having, and people listening are having an experience of that same situation, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it's creating a new experience of uh, of that thing, and it's yeah. it's doing it through emotion, it's doing it through sound and music, and um, and through association and dissociation yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, so yeah, so that's how that's how for uh, for me it's like yeah it's it's making an experience right okay yeah. um, and if I had to describe that experience I'd say it's like an having never done one I would say it's like an escape room <laughs> but only because I think that's a fun metaphor that that's I just amazing. thought of um, this is the part of the podcast where I just tell you things I just thought of and. <laughs> pretend like they're important um but no it yeah it's an experience of an experience mm-hmm. is 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 like an aim right is mm-hmm. um it's not trying to tell the story or or it's not trying to relive that experience mm-hmm. i'm not trying to tell you about that experience mm-hmm. i'm trying to make an experience that reflects that mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. or multiple experiences that one's pretty <laughs> That one, of all the poems I've read, and, and probably the poems you read of mine, stays in... It's a the, very... It, it's in that same world the whole time. It's in the same voice. It's in the yeah. same, you know. So. For those that can't see, both of us are raising Oh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're... <laughs> up and down. Not on YouTube. This is not on YouTube. Um, yeah. So, thank you, though. That's a very good question. Um, great. Um... More Rex, more Rex time. Um, we thought we'd been working recently on our summer bucket list. Um, things we want to do is dates and time and ways to spend time together, um, which I think is just very important. Uh, that's something I've always tried to do in my relationships um, is to carve out specific intentional time together mm-hmm. to do things that are mutually enjoyable and um, so. Yeah, what's something you're looking forward to? Um, or that you want to do? Yeah, I, I've been thinking about this, and uh, we've got a list going, and I love all of our list ideas. One that's coming up soon that'll be really fun is camping, which yeah. I am excited to build a fire with you and, yeah. uh, I don't know, explore and try new things. And Yeah, well, we were talking about this with your parents, too, because your mom asked if we invited friends, and we did it. Yeah. And I love camping with friends. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to figure out my Indiana friend, like with, you know, like, like that, those kind of dynamics and which ones work the best, and, you know, and I have to be careful because of the mood swings and stuff, but, um, but, but we decided, uh, to just go the two of us this first time, because it's our first time camping together, yeah. and I think, I was thinking about, like, variables, now, now I'm the scientist, um, <laughs> but keeping the variables as low as possible so we can just figure out. How do you behave camping? How are you comfortable camping? What do you like to eat camping? Yeah. You know, when do you go to bed camping? Like, I don't yeah. know any of those. Those are all no. questions yeah. I have. And I know my answers. Right. But I don't know. And so so before we start adding in friends and other group dynamics and and the chaos that can often come with that, <laughs> let's 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 do it just the two of us. Kind of so. explore together. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to go down to Brown County and we're also going to, play some disc golf which i have a feeling factors into a lot of our summer yes you know fun. it's been a sunday staple for the past it couple has, of weeks and you were the one that requested going somewhere to play some disc golf yeah so we're gonna go play uh the great courses in nashville uh bc3 and deer run mm. um and that will be a lot of fun um yeah there's also some you know last night we went and saw pedro the lion mm-hmm. which we realized was kind of our first Concert. concert concert together yeah. we'd seen there was like some little things we'd been to we, we were at one of our first dates kind of dates there was people playing but like intentionally going to like a music venue yeah 
Yeah. And so we're gonna we're also seeing Tyler Lance Walker Gill at Duke's the Honky Tonk Bar in town. We're uh, seeing Sarah Shook in June. Um, so some really great concerts. And then we talked today about like it'll be fun to go to concerts in the park in like my little yeah. town of Elwood or the town nearby Tipton. Um, but I think that's another one where you 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 learn how uh, the person you're with likes to take in. Yeah. Live music and like what venues like I'm like I said last night I, was like, I don't know how much longer I can do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these like these like standing around on concrete for two and a half hours. It's rough. I am too old and fat for that shit. <laughs> um, I'm just not like when I was and I don't drink like I used to. Mm-hmm. And when I was 25 and would just dr- have seven or eight beers and be like. Hanging out and like hanging out for five hours, like woo, you know, like yeah. having a and wanting to meet the band and yeah. like and doing all that. That was one thing, but like they played their last song and not. We were like, let's go. Yep. Like we don't need to. Mm-hmm. I've met David Bazan. I don't need to meet David Bazan. Oh, yeah. oh, like, yeah. He doesn't need it. He doesn't care. <laughs> like he doesn't need me. So like we're good. Like let's get out of here. Yeah. Um. So that's been really fun too. Is like, um, how do yeah? When do you, uh. Yeah, how do we navigate those spaces together as well? Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought of the concert at Holiday Park. We did that. It was with friends, but that was one. And we weren't dating. Well, that's true. You were still afraid of me. Not afraid of me. That sounds bad. Uh, you were afraid of possibly falling for me. Yeah. Is that fair? I think so. Is that more? I was in, I was intimidated, not by you specifically, but the thought the of. The thought of. Yeah, having a big relationship or whatever that might be and what that for might sure. be. For sure. And then was not the... Yeah, no, that would not have been good. I was not ready. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, what else is something? Mm. I love um, drive-in movies. So I really oh, yeah. want to I've never been. I'm, I'm so excited. There's a place called Mug and Bun that's like straight up fried. That sounds awesome. And... Fried mac and cheese, which you can have all of mine. I'll have all the fried mac and cheese. Um, and homemade root beer. Like, it's just really good. Ooh, I like this place already. I know. It's so and it's they, one of those. Uh, and it's a drive-in movie. Uh, well, that's the food place that's nearby. That's where we always go. So you go it. there, then you go. You got it. Where's it at? Um, Mug and Bun or the drive-in or both. Well, are they near each other? Yes, but Mug and Bun's like on 10th Street, and the drive-in is down in Clarence. They're here, though. Yeah. Down that Indy. way? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, I think that'll be fun. What about you? Other ones you're looking forward to? I just, I'm, I'm a homer sometimes when it comes to just like my little like I know Elwood isn't awesome in a tradi- in a big picture sense. I know that these little towns, like every time I talk to someone here, I tell them where I live. They're always like, "What do you do there?" I'm like, "The same things you do here," you know. <laughs> but like. I've got my disc golf course, and yeah. I've got, there's these little things, and so there are these, all these, like, Tipton's having a brew fest, like, mm-hmm. with breweries and distilleries and wineries called Tipton on Tap, so that's 10 minutes away, our friends, Zach and Sadie, who live down the road, we're gonna stay there and go walk down and do that, um, there's the Elwood Glass Festival, which is, I'm like, really any small town fair, it's just dumb, all those dumb midway rides, and all, and, uh, and, you know, fried, shit you know and like and uh all that stuff but like i i just eat that stuff up because i love people watching Uh i love running into random people that Uh i haven't seen since high school a lot of people that hate that and i get that Mm -hmm. but i love that i love like where are you what are you doing (laughs) like you're still alive awesome like you know that's what i feel like when people see me like i thought you were dead (laughs) i was close but i didn't make um, but, but yeah, so I love that kind of stuff, and I mm. love, uh, and I, and I love all the stuff that, all the little perks of it, no traffic, easy to park, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean, affordable, yeah. like, all that, that comes along with it. Yeah. Um, so all those little local, like, small town stuff up my way, yeah. I'm really looking forward to, and then we'll, yeah, I mean, seriously, from, like, end of July to, like, September, Every weekend there's like a festival That's or really fair. Fun. So we can we yeah. We'll have to pace ourselves, but Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do too much at once. But no, I think that's but, really fun. Yeah. And then the I was thinking too about uh going to see my parents for the fourth of July. My parents 
live in this place. And, you know, it's not my style of place, but they really love it. They li- it's a I call it a redneck retirement community. They call it a campground. It's like <laughs> it's a big like there's like over a thousand lots. They're campers and they're yeah. all built up with these big decks and whatever. So huge. And they have and everyone's got golf carts and there's a little store and there's a big pool and there's an arcade and there's putt putt and there's boat launches and there mm. and and a big it's all in giant lake and um but fourth of july is just so fun they have bands and movies and food trucks come in and it's just yeah. um and they have all these different kind of tournaments and fun things and um so it's a, it's a real blast um and it's it's a real fun way to see my parents too yeah is to see them in like party mode yeah and my parents are like pretty chill people and so th- their party mode isn't big but just to see them like in a relaxed mode in like a in relaxed a... mode and just in is Enjoy. just really fun yeah. yeah yeah so i love that and to share that with you it was, it was great it's yeah. really great and so to be able to, we're gonna go down there for the fourth of july and that's and my friend michael might come from austin and that could be really fun and mm. so all, all that um doing that together is just really great yeah. so um yeah well cool uh anything else bucket list or anything we haven't talked about that you want to talk about I feel like we had a whole list of fun things, and they're blanking on me now. But, yeah, yeah I'm just excited. It's fun seeing seasons with you. So we yeah. were talking about how we kind of did fall, and we definitely did winter. Yeah. And then spring has been great, just, yeah, being outside. and Yeah, we're in this first year of our relationship. And so I was telling you, like, the first year for relationships for me have always been, like, checking off the first birthdays together, first Christmas together, yeah. first travel together, first concert together. For, and... It's like once you're figuring out all that, because then that second year you you've been there, done that, and so you you can start to kind of make it your own and like yeah. be. But um, yeah, um, so yeah, but like you said, you know, we're heading into first summer, and that's really exciting. Yeah, and that leads me to our gratitude. So yes. I'll start. My gratitude for this one was the weather changing. Mm. We're starting to really see it like be consistent. Like yeah. we had that last week where. It, was kind of cold at night. It was really cold at night. But, um, you know, I was talking to my buddy Josh about this the other day. I said, there's been a lot of, a lot of the bipolar resources I follow and stuff have been talking a lot about managing your mood in the spring. Mm. And I realized, a lot of what they're talking about is the weather is kind of bipolar. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of makes it hard on people. Because I, uh-huh. we need people, folks with bipolar consistency and routine mm-hmm. is really helpful mm-hmm. so these big changes and then these sudden like springs here it's 65 and then all of a sudden it gets down to 30 yeah. and you're like wait what and so it's deregulating yeah. your body and it does that for everyone of course but for folks with bipolar it's particularly difficult of course. and so for me and then this nicer weather sunshine mm. helps all of us right mm. gets that you Scientists could probably explain it better than I could. Um, and then the movement of it is, yeah. I've been reading a lot lately. I got, I was in this n- new issue of Bipolar Hope magazine. Um, this Sasha Kildare, who's a wonderful bi- uh, writer who, who writes a lot about bipolar in uh, her own bipolar journey, um, interviewed me about disc golf and, and, and uh, activity and movement and how that helps me. And so, uh, sorry, I finally got to read that entire article. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been thinking a lot about that, about how important, and how summer opened that up, where yeah. there's, it's really easy for me to get out and just go. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, like. Well, everyone, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. You no, you're okay. Um, everyone's social in the summer. You know, like, you, you'll run into people, you'll see people, and people are more likely to join you. It all just kind of. Everyone lifts up. Everything yeah. lifts. So, um. I'm really grateful for that, and I can really feel that coming. Yeah. Yep. Let's see. Um, that's definitely something to be grateful for, and it's been really enjoyable. I'm grateful. Um, I'm grateful that we can work on projects together. We've done a few things recently. We've, and we haven't yelled at each other. <laughs> that too. Yeah, but it's so. just nice to have. Like usually, I'm in the back planning all my stuff on my own and trying to clean up stuff. And today, you were great, and we're starting to get motivated too sometimes oh by gosh. yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I definitely struggle with. So, um, cooking is that way for me. Mm. That's been one of my 
gratitude too of being with you is having someone to cook with and for mm-hmm. versus cooking for yourself. It's just not that exciting. No. It's it, it can be like every once in a while. Like, ooh, I'll do that every once like the other night. I like made a really nice meal for myself. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, this is awesome. And um but most day in, day out it's not that interesting. No. But uh but to do these projects and to make these meals with someone and for someone is much more uh it just yeah, feels more spirited. Yeah. It's nice to share it with somebody for yeah. sure. So yeah, so I'm just grateful to yeah. Be able to do that stuff, and it's been, yeah, it's just been fun creating and dreaming about different spaces and, like, what things might look different, and, yeah. I don't know, collaboration, which is one of our, um, I feel like is one of the tenets of our relationship. <laughs> we keep coming back to it. We keep coming back to it, because I, I do believe it's really important. Yeah, thanks. Well, good. Uh, yeah. I do want to announce one thing, that mm-hmm. I have some good news. Um, a lot of people know this, but in my personal life, but just in case they have it. Um, I finally feel ready to go back to school. I finally feel ready to, um, help others. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going back and getting my master's in clinical mental health counseling from the Christian Theological Seminary. And that last statement will surprise a lot of people <laughs> coming from an atheist. Um, but I will remind you that I'm a spiritual atheist. And I also will say that that's my next blog post is about this decision to go back to school oh, why now yeah. why there mm. why this degree um i'm gonna and so that'll be on my blog soon so i'll talk more about, and of course i talk about that in person with people but um but yeah i'm going back to school um it's really ner- as someone who hasn't been able to hold a job in a few years mm. it's really nerve-wracking but i've also never in my entire adult life been this well mm. and been this coherent and been this consistent mm-hmm. Um, not great still not not or maybe I shouldn't say not great not um, not where I'd like to be or not mm-hmm. where society maybe would like me to be but I'm doing as well as I ever have so I'm really happy about that yeah um so it, it feels t- time ago so I just want to share that you obviously knew that but like I wanted to just share that in general it's exciting. Um, so looking forward to uh, hopefully being a resource for folks like the resources that I wish I would have had. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there we go. Well, thank you all for listening. Yes, thank you. Um, And we will be back in two weeks. Bye, y'all. Bye.